Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Each week we will bring you focused, impactful content, sharing one big idea combined with our experience and understanding to help you take action and achieve the results you desire. We rotate content around our foundational principles to help you experience a more abundant life. Desiring more, growing in Christ, managing your mind, and owning your health. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the You Were Created For More podcast. Have you joined us for 100 Days to Change? Throughout these 100 days, I'm sharing how I'm overcoming all the discomfort that comes with change so you can see how it's possible in your life too. I'll share my process and concepts that can be applied anywhere in your life to create positive change that lasts. We've already kicked things off, but it's not too late to join us to create lasting positive change in your life. Just request to join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash 100 days to change. That's the number one zero zero. And all content is saved in the group, so it's there for you to take it all in. Let's get started with today's episode, episode number 49, Why Change is Hard. Making real changes in our life is hard, but that doesn't mean God doesn't want us to always be changing and growing for the better. I want to start off today's podcast by reading two different versions of one of my favorite verses, Romans 12.2. The first one is from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And the second one is from the message. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you. Does this sound like a God who doesn't want us to change? To change by using and growing the many gifts that he's blessed us with? To change and grow to our best version through him? To continually work on closing the gap between who we are today and who he's called us to be? So if God's truth is he desires for us to change, then why is making real change that lasts so hard? Our primal default brain's number one priority is our survival, and one way it accomplishes that is by trying to keep us in the safest environment possible. I talk about this a lot, right? Our default brain is motivated to seek pleasure, avoid pain and danger, and be efficient. If what we're doing currently is safe, then changing that is going to create huge resistance in our default brain because it doesn't want us to to risk moving out of our safe place and putting ourselves in harm's way. 
In our modern world today, this harm is rarely real physical harm, like it used to be a long, long time ago. But our survival brain, it doesn't care. It still wants to protect us from all the pain, and that includes the discomfort that comes with change and the emotional pain we feel when we try to change and fail. To some of us, the thought of putting ourselves out there and trying something new and then failing feels almost like real death. Listen to God's truth about our human brain. The human mind is the most deceitful of all things. It is incurable. No one can understand how deceitful it is. When God allowed sin to enter our world, he created us with brains that can just as easily hold us back and keep us stuck as can move us forward. So the problem or question we have to answer is how can we offset the discomfort and potential potential pain that change brings with our desire to change? How can we be willing to be uncomfortable enough to evolve into the next version of ourselves? Let's illustrate how all this works together in action in our real lives. When we attempt to change, we have this desire for something. Maybe it's a stronger relationship or to lose weight or make more money. As soon as we take any step towards that, we immediately get our brain's natural resistance to it. We then try to take action against that resistance. We look for what other people have done to create the same thing. We look for proven processes to help make that change, and then we start taking action against the resistance as long as we can to try to reach our goal or satisfy our desire. Doing that requires willpower and lots of effort. The problem is our default brain's resistance is more powerful than our combination of willpower and effort. So this method is not sustainable and likely to fail. We can see evidence for that based on the number of times we start and stop, start and stop, based on our overall success rate with making real and lasting changes in our life, because this is the primary formula most of us try to use. The only hope we have using this model is that the rate of change and success is high enough that it starts to change our thoughts and feelings towards it and the actions we need to take start feeling more effortless. Sometimes this can happen, but what normally occurs is as we see our rate of success plateau, then our thoughts and feelings become more negative and we quickly succumb to our brain's resistance. The other way many of us try to combat this is with accountability. With true accountability, we can make change for a temporary amount of time, but this is just another form of the willpower and effort method. So most times it doesn't get us to long-term change that becomes effortless and sustainable. It might be able to last as long as the accountability is there, but as soon as it's gone, our brain's resistance wins out again. 
The other thing our continual use of this method does is it builds our, our evidence that change isn't possible for us, only for other people. So we're building up this evidence against our desire for change that further decreases our ability to overcome our brain's resistance. Eventually, that makes it less likely we'll even try to make the real changes we desire in our life. Instead, we'll just think there's nothing I can do about it and carry on with our status quo. If you can relate to this, the truth is nothing's wrong with you and nothing has gone wrong with your life. This is simply part of how God designed us, but the great news is God also gifted us with a different and amazing part of our brain that we can use to overcome our primal default brain if we so choose to. And that's our prefrontal cortex, or what I like to refer to as our rational brain. It's the gift God gave us that sets us apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. It's the superhuman part of our brain, the most powerful and advanced part of our humanness. It allows us to comprehend and understand God's instructions for our life, to plan our futures, be creative, and solve complex problems. Using this part of our brain, we can understand how our default brain doesn't want us to change because of its survival motive. And we can utilize its expertise and skills to overcome all that and help us evolve to our next level. It's like we're using our brain to overcome our brain. That's both amazing and pretty mind trippy, huh? The other thing God wants us to do is focus our faith and trust in him when we change. God tells us he has great plans for us. He wants the best for us. He wants us to love and serve him and all the other people in our lives. He knows how hard that is to do when we're struggling in our own life. He tells us if we ask, we will receive. He's going to put desires on our heart to change and continue to grow ourselves. He tells us if we delight in him, he'll give us the desires of our heart. The point here is God wants us to change and continue to evolve into the next best version of ourselves, but he wants us to do that through him and his truths, not by simply using the methods the world offers us or trying to do it all on our own. So here's how you can use your rational brain to help you create real change in your life. First, Use your prefrontal rational brain to plan for, anticipate, and allow all the resistance and discomfort that comes with real change. You know it's going to be there. Why? Well, one, because I just explained it to you, but more importantly, because you've experienced it every time you've tried to make real change in your life your default brain's resistance is going to show up immediately. So rather than resisting it 
and trying to push through with willpower and lots of effort, which is overwhelming and exhausting, here's what we should do instead. Anticipate it. Plan on it. Encourage it. Because the more we get to know and understand the pushback from our own brain, the more we can allow it, be at peace with it being there, and continue to move through it anyway. Resisting anything always increases the tension and pressure that comes from that thing. So resisting our brain's natural resistance and the discomfort it creates with change is going to eventually cause us to feel so overwhelmed, exhausted, and hopeless that we're almost guaranteed to hit our breaking point and give up. Second, use your prefrontal cortex to think about the thoughts and feelings you want to have to make the change you desire. This is the magic trick to making real change. We have to focus on making changes through our thoughts and feelings instead of our action line. God's model for our human life shows us that our thoughts and feelings drive our actions, not the other way around. So when we use willpower to take action, when we're having crappy thoughts and feelings, that's not a formula that's going to last. But when we think thoughts on purpose, that bring feelings that motivate us and inspire us to change, then the actions necessary will be easier to take and can eventually become almost effortless if we continue thinking those thoughts long enough. You can probably see this in your life too, right? Think about an area where you've made a dramatic change that you never thought you would. Maybe it's a vice like drinking or smoking. Maybe it's eating healthier. Maybe it's turning around a relationship with your spouse or your mom or your sister. If you look at how you think about that now versus how you used to think about it, you'll likely see a big difference in the thoughts you have about it. Generating positive feelings is how we overcome the feelings of resistance and discomfort we know will always accompany change. That's how we can get really good at making real changes in our life. The discomfort will still be there in the background, but the positive emotion you're generating will pull you through any of the problems you may have that are holding you back from change. So here's my one thing for today. Making real changes in our life can be hard, but when we understand why and learn how to use our thoughts and feelings to help us change, we can literally change anything we want in our lives because that's exactly how God designed us. To learn more about my experience and journey with change, join me in my private Facebook group, 100 Days to Change. And that's facebook.com slash groups slash 100 Days to Change with the number 100. Next week, join me as I share how you can change your past. Yep, you heard me right. I love and appreciate all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
We hope you enjoyed it and found something of value you can take with you. If you would be so kind to leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss out on any future episodes.